Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You, the Audition Disasters podcast. That's right, we're the show that takes you behind the casting room doors and tells you what happens when things don't quite go to plan in the casting world. My name is Christopher Bartlett Walford. I've worked in the entertainment industry for about 15 years now and I am your host and each week I am joined by a guest from the stage, screen, YouTube, magic, comedy or beyond, basically anyone who has had an audition in their lives and we delve through your confessions and your listener audition submissions for the week and share the very best completely anonymously with each other and you our thousands of listeners across the globe and this week it is a brilliant brilliant show with a really wonderful guest if you listened to our show last week with david o'reilly then we said she was coming on it is time for emma kingston to join me in the digital audition disasters booth and it's a really fun show we recorded it the other day and if you don't know who emma is she is a stalwart of the uk musical theater scene she's been in shows such as evita she was rehearsing for Zorro the musical just before the pandemic hit a halt to that. She has been in everything and she's soon to be starring in Lambert Jackson's Brooklyn and also from Monday the 22nd of February. I'm saying it slowly because I'm remembering the date. She is one of the Barn Theatre's Secret Society of Leading Ladies, a choose-your-own musical theatre adventure that is absolutely awesome it's so exciting it's an incredible concept we talk a little bit more about that as the show goes on and i'll tell you a little bit more at the end but the podcast is what comes first so if you are new to us and this is your first episode listening then welcome make sure you say hello on twitter or instagram at don't call us pod and more importantly as you listen to the show and you think oh i've got a story that will make them laugh or or i've got a disaster that happened to me i've never been able to confess before email it into the show as soon as you can we are don't call us pod at gmail.com and towards the end of the show i'm going to tell you a little bit more about our next few episodes and some of the really exciting guests we have coming up so without further ado at the start of every show i always start the interview well it's not really an interview is it it's more of a chat with our guests by asking them what auditions mean to them are they excited by them do they get really nervous do they get stressed out any ones that they really like, any ones that they really hate. Who knows what their answers are going to be, but join me as we chat to Emma Kingston on this week's Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. See you at the end. Um, Do you know what? <laughs> it was one of those things, I think, that like I started auditioning quite young um, and that, like, I had an agent when I was 17 because my dad submitted me for Spring Awakening, the production that was happening at the Lyric, you know, way back mm. when. And I was at school and auditions at that time were something for me creatively that weren't doing my A-levels. So right. I think that I had a different introduction to auditions being that if I didn't get something, it was fine. I was still at school. Ah. Like there were less stakes to it. Um, and I remember, you know, I was in for like Spring Awakening, the original world premiere of Sister Act, not even realizing there were about 30 people in my final. Um, <laughs> and like on the way to my final audition, no trains were leaving from like where I lived in Hertfordshire. So my mum had to drive me to a tube station. I get there like having been crying, no makeup and sort of walk in and genuinely didn't realize that there were about 30 people there because... Now that would probably really terrify me. But back then I was like, oh, it's just another audition rather than like the world premiere of Sister Act written by Alan Menken. <laughs> yeah, that's a good um, point. The less you know, the easier it is sometimes. <laughs> 100%. You know, I think there are some castings still that obviously make you nervous. I think they're always the ones that you kind of put pressure on yourself to get because you know you're perfect for them or someone else has you know said you're absolutely perfect for it and actually I find that the most difficult in terms of maybe the rejection thereafter is those ones where other people have built you up so much yeah yeah that's a very good point it's something that can be really yeah, they've gone like oh my god you're gonna nail this you're gonna be amazing at it like this role was like made for you that, you know, you then get to your final and then three weeks later they're like, oh, yeah, we went with 
someone with brown hair and you're like, okay. Have you heard of wigs? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I, it can be a really tricky thing sometimes when you, you know, I, I never, I or not never, I always tried to not tell people what I was being seen for because of that exact fact. Because people telling you you're good for something or you're perfect for something or it's the role you've always been born mm -hmm. to play, that's a lot of pressure. Whereas it yeah. might be better for you or, or whoever it is auditioning just to go treat it like any other meet. It might be your final for 30 people and, you know, yeah. people Skype, I think Skyping over the, in from over New York the years, or whatever. Oh, yeah. Over the years, I've probably genuinely become more nervous about auditions than I was when I was mm. younger. Yeah, I think it must be just, you know, <laughs> we again, we know more about them now. So we, we can yeah. apply a little bit more understanding to... You know, it's quite it's quite a big deal if you're in for a final of a West End show. You know, this could make your yeah. make your life a lot easier for the next two years. Or oh my god, yeah, and then back to Starbucks. So. You know, and yet bizarre stuff in auditions still oh, happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have a show if it didn't, Emma. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I like that. Is there any kind of audition that you really look forward to doing, or are there any that you absolutely absolutely dread whether it's a dance call or it's a, a more general workshop thing or even something like a commercial or tv are there any kind of meetings that you really stress yourselves out over the content of what you're going to have to do if i don't know a choreographer's work and i'm asked to go in for a dance audition i dread Ooh, it that's a good one i absolutely dread it because i think that sometimes people you've worked with like I would feel really comfortable going in for Drew McConey on the basis that I did in the Heights and Drew knows what my skill set yeah. is. Therefore him knowing me, he's not going to make me feel stupid. No, that's a good point. Or completely untalented. Um, <laughs> and Drew is just the most wonderful person in an audition. I have been in dance auditions though, where they've gone like, okay, and now you've got, the freestyle section where we oh, want to see your elevation oh, and no, floor no, no, work. No, no, no. And I'm literally like, I'm coming out in yeah, hives. Yeah, yeah, that word freestyle. <laughs> Absolutely not. When we play audition bingo on the show, that's definitely one of the squares. Freestyle or improvise. One, yeah. <laughs> I would rather someone say to me, okay, hit a top C, go. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> Whereas someone says freestyle choreography. I'm like, no, thank you. Look, if I stand still, that's still me freestyling. Okay, I've just chosen. I've it's just choice, chosen it? it. Yeah, I'm I'm dancing with my mind. <laughs> oh yeah, or like you know, I'm just going to twiddle my finger around and just say I've done a double pirouette because that's how you mark yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I'll do it on the night. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. After four weeks of rehearsals, I'll be able to do it no problem. But now, mm, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like no, that. Not for me. That's a good one. I like that. That's something that I don't think anyone has said before. And actually, the more you think about it, that's a very logical way of doing it because you know you're capable of doing Drew's work. Like you said, you've worked with him. You know you've, you've done it already. Yeah. It might be different every show. Not all of Drew's work, oh. don't get me wrong. Like <laughs> if, if Drew's looking for dancers for like the carousel ballet, I'm not sure that's going <laughs> to suit my skill set. Well, I'll drop him an email and let him know you're available. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's tell you... The first story this week. Oh my God, hit me with it. So anyone listening for the first time, every story that has been sent in has been sent in by someone who listens to the show or who's found us on Twitter or Instagram uh, at Don't Call Us Pod. All the stories are anonymized. No names are going to be told. No production names are going to be told just to make sure there's no shame. But there's no shame. That's why we have the show. <laughs> we get to share them with our wonderful Absolutely guests. Absolutely no shame. So this one, the first story this week it's not so embarrassing. It's just one of those moments that you go, oh, that's really unfortunate and quite awkward. Oh, and no. we've had a few stories over the series sent in like this. So I'm happy it happens to more than one person. Oh, this poor girl. She says, oh, no, hit me with it. I finally bucked up the courage <laughs> to tell my story to the podcast. I was auditioning okay. for Anything Goes at a London Fringe venue and had gotten through the first singing round and had an all-day workshop recall the following day. That evening, the musical director, who was the assistant MD on one of my third-year shows, sent me a message on Facebook to say congratulations and that I'd done really well in the singing round. The whole team really loved me. 
This filled me with a confidence. And I thought, okay, even though it's tap tomorrow, the panel are on my side. <laughs> That's Lalinia's false sense of security right there. That <laughs> oh, no. I mean, the minute someone says, even though it's tap tomorrow, that would be like me done. I've already sold my tap <laughs> shoes on eBay. Well, <laughs> brace yourself. I turned oh up the next day in my cute 1930s-inspired outfit, tap shoes in hand and ready with my singing material for after the dance. This was one of my first auditions since graduating and I was not the oh. best tapper. I was actually coping pretty well and had a few friends in the room that I felt I could ask for some help with the steps. It got to the final time performing it as a big group before we split off into groups of three. I thought, OK, go hard or go home. <laughs> At that moment, I performed the best Maxi Ford of my life until the whole sole of my tap shoe came detached from the base. Not just the tap plate, the whole sole of the shoe. Oh. <laughs> I finished the routine <laughs> and ran to the front of the room where the panel was sitting and explained my situation. I made a joke about tapping too hard. They smiled, but it definitely wasn't the reaction I was hoping for. They, <laughs> they told me to either borrow some shoes from someone else or just wear my trainers. I rushed over to the other auditionees, begging to borrow anyone's size three shoes. They all just look at me like I'm oh, a mutant teeny. because my feet are so tiny. <laughs> 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 I end up trying the routine in my little group of three in my trainers, hoping for the best. I was so distracted and put out, I didn't do a single step right and I just wanted the ground to swallow me up. Safe to say, I didn't get the part. However, I did receive another message from the MD who said as a consolation, he'd like to take me out for dinner. <laughs> I wish I'd, oh my I God. wish I'd gotten the job instead. <laughs> oh. oh. Equipment. Was the date any good though? I don't oh, I don't know if it was a date. That's a, oh, that's a very good point. Oh. Maybe not a date. Was the dinner any good? Maybe I should say it like that. I don't know. Well, now I need to know. Now there's more context. I don't know if they're married. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. We, ne we need more to this story. Like how, what, you know, this could be a musical in itself. Yeah. Oh, oh see, it. this is it. Out of a complete absolute balls up of your tap shoes. <laughs> the soul came off. <laughs> Do you know oh, what I mean? Dear. Right, the modern day 42nd Street that you go in for the tap audition. Anything else goes. <laughs> oh fantastic that's that is unfortunate but what else can you do other than just go oh it's just i'm just gonna do it with trainers because oh, no yeah. one else would have prepared to bring size three tap shoes for you <laughs> no. that's no. that's that's all you can do is just they've seen you tap in the routine just go tap -a tap -a tap -a. just make the noise yourself no one will know no one's paying attention <laughs> <laughs> they're looking oh bless tits her. and teeth and smile that's all you need <laughs> oh yeah always have you ever had equipment let you down in an audition emma have i had equipment not like that let me down in an audition? <laughs> i've sat on a chair that's broken before i remember oh. that i was in a workshop audition for something and i we had to imp it wasn't necessarily improvise a story but we had to tell a story in our own way um there were like <laughs> five of us in each group and then I remember we'd used it. It was like an old church hall. So none of the furniture can necessarily be trusted when you're auditioning in an old church hall. Uh, Sat yeah. on a chair and just heard a crack. <laughs> so oh. I was like, uh-oh. And I, you know, I wasn't even as big as I am now then. Um, and then, oh, God, I remember it was in... Oh, oh hello. So it was... the uh, One of the other guys in the room with us was from... One of those musical theatre TV shows is what is what sure. I will say, and was and was Excellent. well known for not being a very nice man. Um, <laughs> and I <laughs> remember he we used his sunglasses as a prop, which he didn't want to do. Oh he was no. really adamant about these sunglasses. I don't know why they were expensive or something. Oh. Anyway, he left because he didn't get asked to sing. And then about an hour later, I realized I had them in my pocket as I left the room. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie! <laughs> sure. So I broke a chair and uh, 250 pounds worth of sunglasses in my pocket on the way home. So that's good. Excellent. <laughs> that's what you want, really. It, now, a little bit of context to Emma being on the show. So we wanted Emma on the show anyway. But last week, as listeners who have listened mm -hmm. to the episode will have heard, lovely David O'Reilly tweeted about uh, a thread about audition disasters and one of my favorite quote tweets 
came from Emma. <laughs> and as soon as I read it, I was like, I think now is the time to get her on the show. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, we'll get to that one in a minute because <laughs> I'm saving it because it's too good. I told my wife, I read my Excellent. wife what you said and I definitely need more context to it. And she absolutely cried with laughter. Um, has Brilliant. there been a time, or has there been any other time uh, in your audition life that you've just gone, oh my God, what the hell did I do that for? Or something that meant your day derailed after a casting? Oh yeah, hugely. So... A friend of mine tweeted you back saying the bump. The bump, yeah. What was this so all about? Melanie Bright. Hello, Melanie. Melanie. Melanie Bright. So I've known Mel for a really long time. We went to college together. And the bump was about this time last year. So very recent, recent. considering COVID. <gasps> One of the last auditions to have happened. Pretty much. Well, that's going to stick in. And <laughs> The, co the context to this story is I'd been very lucky and in January I was in Japan doing concerts and I flew back from Japan overnight on a Monday, I think it was, landed sort of, you know, 9am on the Tuesday, but Japan's nine hours ahead. So the jet lag is real. Mm. Um, and I'd had a mysterious flu the week of rehearsals. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Where I was completely bedbound and like taking anything I could to make sure that I was able to do the performances. Um, so I'm already a little bit away with the fairies, having had all of this adrenaline from doing these incredible concerts in Japan, plus a 12-hour flight home and a nine-hour jet lag. That's the context. <laughs> so, I mean, it sounds like you're making so, excuses. <laughs> wow! So... Two days later, not even, yeah. So I landed at like 9am on the Tuesday and early in the afternoon on Thursday. So I am still horrendously jet lagged, haven't slept in what felt, feels like a lifetime. And had a dance call, oh. which always makes me want to just curl up in a hole. Not to mention that it's January. So if you've got to go to a dance school, you've got to put about 16 layers on. Yeah, that, that hall hasn't been warmed up before 9.30 in the morning. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. And there were going to be three parts to this movement audition. Being that the first part was the routine. The second part was a more... I'm not going to give the game away by what show it is because by the end, the show will make sense. But the second part was a more specific style of choreography. And the third part of the show was fencing and sword fighting. Right. I'm on board. So I was very, very lucky in a sense that the choreographer of the show, again, why I always think it's no, no, the choreographer, because she was my jazz teacher and ballet teacher at college. So I was like, it's fine. I'll go in. They've known me for like 10 years. Like, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Oh, what don't say that. that could happen. <laughs> and so the first bit of choreography is going really well. And the second bit, I'm like, I am so tired that I can't see, but it's fine. It's all good. We get to the sword fighting section and I've never, ever done anything like that before. But, you know, I'm, you know, getting on with it. We were choreographed a fight. No one even touches each other. No one, you know, only your blades kind of touch if then and otherwise everything is your own reaction right so me going I'd quite like to do this job um the part of the choreography of this fencing was I had to jab my hand in front someone had to you know pretend this is where it gets even worse no one even touched me someone has to pretend to sort of like you know cut my wrist with their sword and so therefore my arm sort of recoils. I turn, not realizing there was a wall there ah. and turned around. Don't really remember what happened, but I fell to my knees and smacked my head. Oh, Emma. So then I turn around because all I hear is, <gasps> I turn around, eyes wide open, hardly breathing because I got up so quickly as well, because I was so embarrassed. <laughs> Turn around and everyone's just staring at me because all everyone heard was basically this. <laughs> but that wasn't... 
And that wasn't even a good clap sound. Like, this is my head hitting a brick wall. Oh, and God. <laughs> turn around. And I just sort of like stood there in silence. And the choreographer was like, um, can you come and sit with me, please? I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. Can we just carry on and do it again? And they were like, mm, think we've seen all we need to see. <laughs> I'm like, maybe. And at this point, I can't quite like, I'm not really sure what's just happened. And everything, like everyone's starting to spin a little bit. Oh no. And they were like, do you need an ice pack? And I'm like, no, I don't. No, I don't. I really, really don't. <laughs> and then someone goes to get me an ice pack because I'm almost like frozen still from embarrassment. Someone grabs me an ice pack. I then have to sit at the front, basically like as the next person on the panel. And I'm like, <laughs> well, this is awkward now, isn't it? I'm going to like literally watch everyone's casting. You're like the then, kid in a PE class who's forgotten their kit. <laughs> oh, oh, God. But then, so I had this ice pack on my head and then everyone left the producer and the choreographer turn around to me and goes, are you okay? And I just slowly burst into tears going, it really hurts. Oh, Emma. Like an absolute child. <laughs> then, then I couldn't even look at myself. I went downstairs to the changing rooms, had a look, and my entire side of my face had oh, like come out in this God. giant bump. <laughs> but when I say giant bump, I mean like, when I sent it to my friends, they were like, you did that in a casting. And I was like, I was really jet lagged and really tired. And the worst part about it <laughs> is <laughs> post my audition, I decided to go on a date. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I can cancel this because I don't think he's going to understand that it's a reasonable excuse that I've concussed myself in an audition where I was sword fighting. Like, if you didn't know me and you were just a regular person with a regular job, would you buy that I've concussed myself from sword fighting? I'm not sure that you would. She could have said she just wasn't into me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There was, this whole, there was this whole thing. I went to Japan. <laughs> there was this whole thing. So here's Muggins sat now on the tube with my hair covering my face and an ice pack on, <laughs> like stre streaming with tears on the Northern Line because it really hurt. Then I get... <laughs> I meet this guy who we've like never met. It was, you know, something, you know, off one of these apps or whatever. And I'm like... I'm so sorry, but I think I've concussed myself. And, you know, he was like, are you serious? And I went, look at my face. And I did not look cute, you guys. Like, I really <laughs> did not look cute. I couldn't put any makeup on to hide it because it was a welt. Ow. Ow. <laughs> like, honestly, it was horrendous. And I had to, like... I don't know why I progressed through the day and did something you should never do, which is I had a glass of wine because oh, I thought God. it would numb the pain. You're not supposed to have wine when you've got a concussion. <laughs> why I didn't just go to the hospital, I do not know. Like the martyr <laughs> in me was just like, don't do it, don't do it. But I tell you, boys and girls, seems like the only way to get a job these days is to concuss yourself because then I did get the job and it was Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. God. So then on that first day when it's like, you know, what's your name? Tell us something about yourself. Hi, my name's Emma Kingston and I concuss myself to get jobs. <laughs> and I nearly died to get this job. <laughs> and I nearly died. So that's actually more a lesson to you all. Go big or go home. <laughs> <laughs> safely. Safely go big. Safe, safely. Go big or please don't go to a hospital. <laughs> Yeah, maybe like don't concuss yourself. And if you do... Do go to a hospital. <laughs> like don't... Don't go on a date with someone you don't know and have a glass of wine. Was the date worth it? That's the question I think everybody's asking. Did you see him again? No. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> the real question is, would he have wanted to see me again, considering that, like, honestly, day by day, my face went blacker and bluer until, oh, no. like, it was all under Where was my it? By eye. your eyes or was I it on your head? No, it was on my head, but because oh. it... But then I found bruises on my knees. I was like, <laughs> how did that happen? I don't even... I was like, I don't even remember being on my knees. Look, it was a um, very good first date, clearly. That's a <laughs> it was a, do you know what, though? 
It's going to make a fabulous part of the memoir that I will write one day. If you can remember it. So it's <laughs> if I can remember it. <laughs> Emma, I did not imagine that was what the bump was. <laughs> that is what the bump was. I mean, I feel for your readers because I'm going to try and find you the picture on my phone and show it to you. Oh. Because you won't actually believe, like, how bad it is. Um, it's... I mean, you must have had a hell of a thump on that wall, though. Like, not just a hell of a thump. Like, anyone that was in that room will be able... I saw someone really recently. Someone who I was doing um, Kings of Broadway with at the Palace Theatre with Alex Parker came up and he was like, how are you? The last time I saw you was when you smacked your head. (laughs) And I was like, ah, that defining day of my career. Oh, my goodness. Okay, are you ready for this? I can't wait. Oh, that's a golf ball, kids. That is a golf ball on her head. That is a golf ball. That was directly afterwards. That looks like somebody from prosthetics has put a bump on your head. And then all you can see is like another side of my face. Emma, that's terrible. You went on a date. I know. (laughs) I went on a date like that. Please, can we put that on? I ended Instagram? up looking like cousin <laughs> it on this date because I just put my hair over my face. <laughs> oh god! It was not cute, and then, and then it just went blue. That's brilliant and absolutely horrific. <laughs> the thing is, there's not there's not much flesh on your forehead there, is there, for it to swell? So that is a None. hell of a crack. Yeah, oh it was my pretty god. intense. Well, we've had a lot of injuries on this show. I don't think any of them have led to you getting the job before. So that's a tick for the Emma Kingston box. There we go. Do you know what I mean? Absolute tick. (laughs) Didn't expect it to go that way, listeners. No. No. God. (laughs) Do you think they gave you the... No, they gave you the job because you're talented. But do you think they gave it to you thinking she's going to sue us? I really hope so. I really hope so. I don't know what to say. That's. I mean, we only did two mad. previews, so maybe I should have assessed that COVID and, you know, my job getting cancelled was going to be on the basis that I'm not sure the process started out in the best of ways either. So a lot of our story submissions now are coming in via Instagram. So if you have um, a story that you'd like to share with us and we can include it on the show anonymously, then pop into our Instagram DMs at don't call us pod and we can have a chat there. You can even send a voice note and tell the story just as you want. And this is one that came in. (laughs) This guy sent in a few that I've peppered into the last couple. Now, there's a reference of a film in here. And uh, (laughs) if you don't know the reference, just Google it. That's all I'm going to say. He says, I was an actor who also worked as an opera singer. There used to be a company which did experimental productions of a standard repertoire as well as doing new work. Practically every show of theirs has someone, and often everyone, naked. Okay. The audition process was prolonged with many callbacks. As a happily gay youngster, I was confident the rampantly heterosexual director wouldn't put me through some of the things I'd heard about the girls' auditions. I think I did four rounds of auditions when I got the call to the final chat at the director's home. His wife and children were out when I got there, which was just as well as the chat was the director suggesting he and I reenact the fireside scene from Women in (gasps) Love. And he didn't even have the decency to have the central heating on. (laughs) (gasps) Now, kids, if you don't get that reference, just Google the fireside scene from Women in Love. And um, if you can't Google it, just imagine two naked men wrestling by a fireplace. (laughs) Oh, my God. I really hope this wasn't recent. It was not recent. It was not recent. Okay, excellent. Um, I mean, not that it's not that it's acceptable at any point or time. One has to think it might have been before the days of a DBS check. um, And certainly that person wouldn't have passed it. now. (laughs) Hey, Uh, that's not how to do an audition. Um. We get sent in a lot of stories on this show, Emma, that happen in people's houses. And the one thing I would say to people is, can we stop having auditions in people's houses, please? Because there's, yeah. they're always, there's always something wrong with them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a funny and bizarre thing, isn't it? Because I do a lot of singing teaching and I... I, well, before the times of COVID, I tended to teach a lot from my mum and dad's because there yeah. were other people there. And 
you know, I live in a flat that if before you walk into the living room, you have to walk past my bedroom. And that to me is just, unless I know you really, really well, it's quite an invasion of space. So why on earth? <laughs> just why on earth? in houses. <laughs> I'd be like, you okay, hun? Yeah, the, the wife and the kids are out. Don't worry, it's fine. No. <laughs> just take it off. No. Just take all the clothes off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alarm. Alarm. Yeah. Also, absolutely. referencing some of the stuff that had happened to the girls in the audition, I'd say none of it was probably okay. <laughs> you don't you don't have oh, to do no. an opera with lots of naked people. Just saying, that's a choice. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh it makes me so sad. Oh, uh, it doesn't say whether he got the job or not. Uh, <laughs> oh, I will lighten the mood with a very silly one um, that also got sent in he says I once got asked on the spot to tell a joke my mind went completely blank so I told the knock knock interrupting cow joke a classic the director <laughs> did not laugh but said oh yes that's my four year old son's favourite joke <laughs> I didn't get the job <laughs> brilliant see I used to do this all the time um, not tell that joke Part of my audition process when I was casting things was to get people to tell jokes because if they're scared about reading script or they have any reading difficulties mm. or anything, telling a joke is just telling a story. Even if it's a one-line joke, Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, I've got this one. And they relax. So it was a nice little trick. So I, I understand what they asked it for, but don't get attitude if they tell the same joke. <laughs> no, I don't think I would like that on the spot. That, um, it is difficult. I think if it was, I think if it was prepped. Yeah, we prepped them. Then I could like find a joke that's quite funny. We well see, uh, there was one year that I didn't choose my words in my brief very well, because I said, "And tell us a cheesy joke," as in oh, like no. a panto joke. I want a you know, cheesy joke. Why did the chicken cross the road? Oh no! Did people just come in telling jokes about cheese? The same four jokes about cheese. Oh, I'm dead. Like the same four <laughs> jokes. It was That's just news. Yeah, oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't even remember I can't even remember them all now. That's the thing. Oh, oh what God. What what type of cheese is mine? Nacho cheese. That was oh, one of yeah. them. See? Not even funny. It's not even funny. <laughs> so imagine me having to ha 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 two weeks back to back. Just the same Oh then, no, I can thing is, every single one of the actors who told it was so proud of themselves. <laughs> Oh, but it was probably my fault for saying cheesy joke. So I then said uh, a really classic panto joke. And the amount of jokes Brilliant. I got about Cinderella was unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> people are very literal with casting descriptions sometimes. Yes. And it's because we're always trying to second guess what a casting team want. And I think more so now where everyone is under a lot of, or putting themselves under a lot of pressure to get it right, knowing that, you know, yeah. these opportunities are few and far between at the moment. Obviously, scree yeah. as we record this, it's, you know, it's February 2021. If you're listening in the future, we're still in lockdown. Things are still rubbish. They're going to be rubbish <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> but every time you get called into an audition at the moment, you're trying to second guess what people want because you really want to make sure you give yourself the best job Often that can oh, really yeah. put us on a bad, you know, the back foot from the start. The more you try and second guess what a panel want, the harder you make it for yourself. If you go in there and you just give them what they've asked for, show them that you're a wonderful person, you've got wonderful skills and you can apply them to the role yeah. that they want you for. That's all they need sometimes. Yeah, I think some of the best audition advice I was ever given is like, you want to go into the audition with them going, I want that. Yeah. Rather yes. than you going in saying, what do they want? Make make it so that you're in the driver's seat. Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. That like the, and you know, it's it's all a learning curve. You know, sometimes we'll beat ourselves up all the time. But the only things in auditions that you can control are your preparation and your characterization. Yeah. Everything else is totally out of your control. Like, even as far as concussing yourself. <laughs> oh, dear. We're going to call that doing a Kingston, I think, if anyone ever... Excellent. <laughs> if anyone Next ever... time someone smacks their head, <laughs> hashtag it. Maybe not hashtag doing a Kingston, because maybe that will no. come out a little bit bizarre yeah. online. Yeah, that's, that's... Yeah. 
we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> don't Google do the Kingston. You might find. Hello, Christopher here. Just interrupting the show to remind you if you have an audition story, then make sure you send it in to us at don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. You can slide into our DMs on Instagram. You can even leave us a voice note on there as well, or you can send a voice note into the show at anchor.fm forward slash don'tcalluspod. But whatever you do, get involved in the show. All the stories are anonymous. We're not going to give away who you are or what show it was unless you absolutely want us to. It's quite cathartic and therapeutic as well. And remember, it happens to everyone. It's not a big deal. And it's really, really funny. Unless it was awful. And then we'll just maybe laugh a little bit. <laughs> Enjoy the show. I'll see you at the end for more news. How did you find it doing a full production in the middle of COVID time? So for those of you who don't know, why don't you know this? Emma was in an incredible production of the last five years down in the beautiful Minak. Um, how did you find it? operating albeit a very small cast show in yes. covid times i think that covid times were a bit different in the summer as i think we all experienced that when i was asked to do it you know there was the rule of 30 inside yeah um and it only changed to the rule of six in like the final two days of our rehearsal week in the studio um and even then you could still have six people inside and we were doing an outdoor show. Yep. Um, so it, although it was a teeny bit bizarre, you know, rehearsing with temperature checks and all the rest of it, like it, it felt as if it was the turning point of the year when things were starting to really get better. Yeah. Which uh, sort of led us to a bit of a rude awakening a few months later. The weirdest part about it was actually that, you know, very few people who we knew got a chance to see it on the basis that Cornwall is so far away. Bit of a trek. Um, <laughs> and when my parents came, they weren't allowed to come backstage. Because, you know, normally as you would, like you just show people round and especially like the view from my dressing room was insane. Um, but they were really funny about sort of anyone coming backstage or, you know, we weren't totally strict, but if we were going to say hi to people afterwards, which we didn't really do due to COVID, but even family and friends mask up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but do you know what? It, it felt, it didn't feel like it does now. Um, that's where I was going with this. So you're, yeah. Tell us about the show that you're doing with the barn and how doing that is completely different, even though we're still in COVID times, how oh, doing that and that being produced yeah. is completely different to the last five years. And a, how you did that. Yeah. A completely different experience, even that, you know, the last five years to some degree, the COVID stuff was that we rehearsed it for a week on zoom, which the last five years is actually probably one of the easiest pieces to rehearse on Zoom, being that it's essentially a bunch of solos. Yeah. If, of all the shows you could have been doing in COVID times, a two-hander where you barely are on stage together is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that, that works out. Um, and then with The Barn, I was sort of told what song they were thinking of for me. And, you know, I said, oh, I think, yeah, that's a great idea. And all time spent with people was so limited. Initially, they wanted us to film at the barn and then tier four restrictions came in and our producers didn't feel happy about us traveling out of London, which is amazing that they actually moved the location to London so that people could actually access it and also not break the rules. You know, London got put into tier four and um, other parts of the country were still in tier two and we were told not to go into other tiered places for, you know, only for essential yeah. work. And one can argue that at the moment, us working is essential to livelihood, but the location change was probably going to be a better idea. And our producers were great in that. So, you know, they set up a location at the Union Theatre, um, which is fairly accessible to everyone. Um, and, you know, the company were great in even things like I said, 
I have a car and I'd like to drive if you'll cover my congestion charge. And they said, absolutely, it's safer. Um, which is always a plus when people are willing to work with you on sort of, you know, the small things. Because I just thought, if I, even if no one else has a car and no one else can stay safe, like it's still one more person that can. Um, and yeah, it was amazing. I signed all the COVID forms, temperature checks and all the rest of it, which meant that I didn't have to wear a mask when performing, but everyone else in the room did. Um, okay. And we were all socially distanced. I think there were only five of us in the room because we had our producer and director sort of an associate to make sure everything was looking okay a videographer and the musical director and a performer and no one was stood next to each other no one went near anyone and I essentially was in there for 45 minutes sang my song did the finale left Sounds like a dream, if I'm honest. <laughs> it sounds like such a I mean, lovely way of making content. It was essentially, content. you know, just a little job, drive into town, sing my song and go. I'm so excited to see it because um, I haven't seen any of the other performers. And <gasps> Oh, you haven't. Oh, you have to watch it lots of different times then, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, there's going to be so many incredible performers on it. And we all sing a number at the end, but we were all recording our parts separately. Um, and the nature of the idea of it being you decide is that there's different through line stories. So I had to record various different lines to follow each story. But obviously I'm sort of looking to the chair, making sure that someone might be there. So if, you, <laughs> if you're watching this and I'm sort of looking dreamily into the abyss, um, it's because I am imagining that someone is sat there instead of an invisible person. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, I should have said this at the beginning, it's the Secret Society of Leading Ladies. Is that correct? Yes. And it's almost like... A, do you remember those Goosebumps books where you used to be able to choose yes. your own... It's like that, but for musical theatre. But for musical theatre. And theater. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's essentially the audience is in the driving seat. Yeah, everyone gets to so, choose their yeah. own show as you go along and find your own yeah. thing. If you've ever been to Secret Cinema, it's like that, but on a screen. Yeah. That's what I love about it. I think it's a really cool new initiative. Yes. it's So, yeah, listen to our outro and I'm going to put some links. And over the next couple of episodes, you might even hear from a few more people in the show as well. Because we love the Barn Theatre and we support everything that they do. So, yeah. Something that started happening over the last couple of weeks. And I love this because it's happened so organically. When our guests come onto the show, we say, make sure you do a shout out for stories so that we get people sending them in that we can surprise you with. But what's been happening is they've been sending them and DMing them on Instagram and Twitter to our guests, which means I have no idea what they are. So when I saw Emma do that, before I'd even said to you, it would be great if you could do it, I said, make sure you save them. So Emma Kingston, what stories did people send to you about their audition disasters? So I had a few people message in and I'm just going to read them. And obviously on Instagram, you only get a certain word count. So... The first one I've got, <laughs> during an actor muse audition, blanked, and only one song came to my mind, Drunk in Love. <laughs> so they're there going, I'm in for an actor muse musical theatre audition, and all I can think of is Beyonce. Brilliant. I mean, there's certainly worse songs you could have done. Absolutely. What Absolutely. instrument was it? I need to know what instrument it was, and I need to know what piece you were meant to be playing. Because that's who I like that. Yes. That's not bad. That's all right. There's a bit of movement in it. There's a bit more that's melody. That's not too bad. You could get into it if you need to show that you can, you know, bring character to your physicality. As an actor muso, I, oh, yeah. I, I would, I would, I wouldn't have thought of <laughs> Drunken Love, you know, the Beyonce song. I don't no. know what I would have thought, but that's a really, I think that's pretty good. That's good. Don't be so hard on yourself, whoever that was. I, I think like it's that. Okay. Could yeah. have been Happy Birthday. That would have. <laughs> <laughs> that's i think what i would have done yeah <laughs> the next the next one i've got here is um i auditioned for a production of chicago and was told to seduce a chair Uh-oh. i fell <laughs> <laughs> hashtag doing a kingston okay <laughs> doing a kingston and then the next one i've got is actually fairly similar i fell off the stage at her majesty's theater london <laughs> during an audition for phantom <laughs> I will be auditioning for the chandelier part today. 
excellent. <laughs> I know people that have fallen off the stage like in a show. Oh, um, but oh, never yeah. in an audition. Never in an audition. <laughs> I was in. Um, I, I was in the interval of a show that I was hosting at the other palace. And I had to make a quick announcement. I say, ladies and gentlemen, you've got two minutes before you get back into your seats. Make sure you hit the bar. Two minutes. I stepped to the left, fell into the subwoofer off the stage. Brilliant. Uh, and it was filmed and there is a gif. Uh, <laughs> but I've never oh, fallen off stage in an audition wow. before. And, uh, you know, no. at Her Madge, that's, uh, that's a bit of a drop. <laughs> no. I mean, one of my other funny stories is um, when I was really young, it was one of my first ever auditions when I was about 16. And... Oh, <laughs> I was auditioning for High School Musical. And oh, yes. Yeah. What and a I'd, show that was. And I'd gone away on holiday for about six or seven weeks over the summer. And at the time, I didn't know that you had to tell your agent or anything that you were going on holiday. So I've got this casting for High School Musical like the day after I get back. Why? Maybe I just shouldn't have auditions the day after holidays. Maybe it's a theme. <laughs> um, and... I remember going in and I, at the time, didn't realize that you had to take sheet music. I just assumed that it would have been oh. like the first round of X Factor. <laughs> and you know, you're doing like an acapella little sing song. And why on earth I decided to take When You Tell Me That You Love Me by Diana Ross um, <laughs> is a bizarre thing all on its own. And sort of walked in and the casting director has cast me in something since, but I'm not sure he remembers a 16-year-old me, which I'm thrilled about. <laughs> and sort of go in, and my voice kind of sounds a bit like this because I'd been away on holiday. And, <laughs> yeah. and they said, oh, you don't sound very well. And I'm like, no, 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 it's okay, I can sing. And they went, no, I'm sure you can, but maybe just not today. And I went, no, I can sing. I mean, <laughs> 16, really Confidence, bullshit. I love it, I love it. Um, and they were like, okay, go and talk to the pianist. And I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why? And they like to go through your music. And I went, why? <coughs> and they're like, where's your sheet music? And I went, what sheet music? And they're like, okay, just sing your song. At this point, they're probably like, who sent her? <laughs> and so I start singing When You Tell Me That You Love Me by Diana Ross. <laughs> And the pianist started joining in with me because they found the key, did the full key change and hey, everything. I turned on, around good. and I was like, you can stay. Um, and then I remember my piece of feedback was, I wish we could hear you when you were completely well. Oh. I was like, what's that supposed to mean? And then I did not get High School Musical at uh, High School Musical, the musical at age 16. But it definitely was a lesson. Always take sheet music, you guys. It's not the old age of the X Factor. Take sheet music. But what a skill by the audition pianist there to just oh pick it up. Oh my God. Incredible. Yes, please. If only I could remember like who was playing piano back then, I would go and give them a hug. Maybe <laughs> not at the moment, but like at yeah. some point. It's if If anyone wants to delve into the minds of an audition pianist a little bit more. We had the fantastic Josh Winston on the show recently. Oh, yeah. And that episode is brilliant because it will show you that not only do things happen the other side of the table as well, but there's some fantastic tips on, especially if you're a musical theatre actor or a singer of any kind, how the audition pianist role benefits you and you can help them make your audition Cutie. the best. It's just brilliant. We're going to get a few more musical directors and audition yeah. pianists on the show in the coming months as well oh oh i bet they have the best stories i mean i remember mm -hmm. once going in for shrek and it was the day after my graduation showcase so once again like i was very sensible i'm not really a party person but i definitely you know enjoyed myself a little bit and uh get in and my sheet music i decided to try a different idea in that my sheet music was in a plastic folder Oh, Which, okay. Yeah, so I didn't sellotape it like I normally do. And on some pianos, they're slippy. And all that was happening was this folder was kind of going, conk, 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 like the entire time. Poor pianist couldn't see the music because the light was glaring onto the plastic. Only 
like the universe knows how I got recalled because <laughs> the song that I was singing suddenly went down in speed by like, I think I was singing Ain't It Good from Children of Eden, which if anyone has sung that song before, it's really high. That's a good Shrek audition song, that. Thank you. It's a great choice. Um, except not when it's Ain't It Good <laughs> When Skies Are Clear and everything is sort of played so slow because I hadn't really provided my penis <laughs> with the best situation to play. Um, and that was me as a graduate. So there you go. Oh, my, one of my favorite lessons. Granted, I'm a musician, so sheet music is part of my life and has been for decades. But my favorite part of drama school is learning how to tape your audition sheet music oh, in God. such an easy way for the pianist and as soon if you've concertina all the time so it just opens like a book oh brilliant i love it one of my favorite things to do is printing out sheet music fresh and taping it if it's a 36 pages huge stupid long song i absolutely love it only to open it and find out you've mixed up two of the pages and you've got to do all again so (gasps) oh it's the worst (laughs) and i have gone into auditions like that before because i've done it on the train quickly because i've decided to do a different cut or I've missed out a page or an extra page yeah, is in there. Yeah, we've all done it. <sighs> so whilst I enjoy it, I've ballsed it up. Everyone Brilliant. <laughs> so this is the last story that I have for you before I get on to the one for you. <laughs> um, this was sent in. I just, it's kind of a twofer. It's a two-parter. Um, okay. And uh, this was uh, from David O'Reilly's Wonderful Thread. By the way, if you haven't listened to our episode with David O'Reilly... Definitely listen to that. It was our last episode out last week. It is a blinder. And there are loads of your Twitter audition submissions. So get on that. It's really, really good. This was one of those or two of those stories sent by the same person. They say, when I'd not long graduated, I had an audition for a really big show. Went in and the pianist didn't notice the start on my sheet music. So here we go again. right? Noting your sheet music. Big arrows start here. They proceeded to play the 25-second introduction to Run and Tell That. <laughs> I thought I'd try and find the ooh harmonies and failed, so I just stood there waiting for the whole time. <laughs> Stand in for 25 seconds in silence when you've only got a short amount of time in an audition room. Not the one, guys. <laughs> but that's the one time that an audition pianist missed the thing. Then, they say, I had a dance recall for Wicked, which already filled me with fear. I asked my agent to confirm it was the singer's dance call. Oh, I've had this. And they were told it was. <laughs> Any, anyone who's been in this situation instantly is burning up. <laughs> it wasn't for Wicked, but it happened to me on another show. <laughs> Billy Elliot was mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's tap again. So I turn up to Pineapple, because of course, and see lots and lots of professional dancers who I vaguely yeah. knew of. There was actually a guy from So You Think You Can Dance in the room, too. It was definitely the dancer's call. We begin learning the dance, which they tell you over and over again starts on count number nine. I'm really focused on trying to get the bones of the routine just to get through it. I finally mastered my own version of making none of the correct shapes they repeatedly ask for, but trying my best. We get split into groups of three and then told there will be improv for three counts of eight. Oh, Oh, my God. I think as it felt like forever before the routine. So I'm stood there trying to think of some moves from the show. Good. That's a good, good idea. I like that. And all I could remember is, (laughs) and all I could remember is when Elphaba does her own dance in Dancing Through Life. (laughs) (laughs) But obviously I only remember the first move, which was basically wrapping, swinging your arms around each side of your body. (laughs) So that's what I did for the entire time. Brilliant. Meanwhile, there's a guy doing aerials and backflips next to me. Then, of course, I missed the entrance on count number nine and then just couldn't claw it back. And I did the whole thing a couple of steps behind everyone else. Mortified, I went to Marks and Spencer's and treated myself to Prosecco and Percy Pigs. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, and that fant- Marks and Spencer isn't even there anymore. Not even there. Not even there. Absolutely gutted. When I told Corinne that, it blew her mind. She was like, you're joking. I know. It's a boots. Oh, boots and BLDL, come on. Who wants that? Um, that is such a relevant story to anyone in musical theatre who's not necessarily a full-on dancer or triple threat, but can move. Mm-hmm. That's why you have singers who can dance and dancers who can sing. Ooh, you might yeah. just Your strengths are 
more appropriate to one of the calls. And that's just miscommunication on your agent's part because clearly they didn't check enough. <sighs> anyway, yeah, we've all been in that call. We've all, not that particular call, but we've all been in a very similar situation Ooh, where yeah. you say, you, you, you take the mover, you know, in LSMT where I train, there's a red group for very good dancers and a blue group for movers. I started <laughs> in red group, rapidly found my way in the blue group. So it's <laughs> but I know my skills. It's fine. Ah, oh, I like your commitment. And I do know who you are because you can find it on Twitter. Um, your commitment to actually carrying on and just going for it, even if you were two <laughs> bars out <laughs> by the end of it. <laughs> so oh. the last story that we're going to hear today, listeners, is from lovely Emma herself. Now, when David O'Reilly tweeted out about audition <laughs> stories... There, it's. I think it's on hundreds of replies now, and I invite anyone who's found themselves replying to that thread to send your story in to us. As you've heard, they'll all be anonymized. To don't call us pod at gmail dot com, and we will share them with our plethora of guests that we've got coming up over the next few months. But Emma Kingston, one caught my eye in particular and made me laugh more than I have in a long time. Would you like to tell our listeners your audition story? And please, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so. It's first of all, I know I've only read what I've read on Twitter, so I'm sure we're going to hear a bit more. But this is one of my favourite ones that I've ever heard. <laughs> please tell everyone. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to start by saying anyone who knows me knows that I'm a little bit of a prude when it comes <laughs> to like. <laughs> 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 oh. Maybe prude is the wrong word, but I'm not necessarily the most... You're a respectable um, girl. Yes, let's put it that way, shall we? And <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more context to the day. I had had an audition that morning whereby I was put in a dance call instead of the movement call. So I was already a bit fuddled It all for the comes day. together. It all comes together oh, yeah. now. <laughs> and so... I was auditioning for a production of Little Shop of Horrors. And for the life of me, I could not remember the lyrics to Suddenly Seymour. Um, and we were in pairs, we were in partners. So we had to go in with a boy. <laughs> which I didn't, uh, I didn't know that bit, I like that. <laughs> oh yeah, and there's a little bit more to the story that you know, 240 characters on Twitter won't let you do. Um, <laughs> So I'm not going to say who the boy was in case he doesn't remember. <laughs> um, but yes, so about four people on the panel. And I know that the director remembers this because on Facebook, she commented and found it hilarious and going like, lol. Um, and so the lyrics to Suddenly Seymour are, Suddenly Seymour, he purified me. That is the lyric. Let's just like really take a minute to understand the word purified. Made you whole, just so lovely and warm and just, just made so you the, lovely, the person you need warm. to be. And instead, I had a complete mind blank. And in that moment when you're performing with someone, I sang... <laughs> Suddenly Seymour... He slipped inside me. <laughs> and, the, and the best part about the story is that the boy who I was acting with was really on the ball, really listening and went, I slipped inside you. <laughs> Suddenly Seymour showed me I can. Yes, you can. And it, it really changes the context. I did not know where to look, what to do with myself. I'm literally going red as we speak. Because <laughs> she is. She absolutely is. <laughs> I'm so not used to like really crass humor in public. It's very much something saved for a FaceTime with a friend, if that. Um, and I tell you, it definitely made me giggle having that morning been asked to you know provide my elevation and floor work skills so i can tell you that my audition day was going like really well oh dear um so yes 
That and you both reached uh... the climax of the song in a very <laughs> comfortable and, place. Uh, <laughs> you guys, I did not get the job. <laughs> <laughs> I would have absolutely lost it. If I'd been on the panel and I'd spent my entire afternoon hearing the same song again. And I was I was at like five o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, yeah, of so course I would have been last. one of the last of the day. <laughs> I that oh. would have made my week if that had happened, and I wouldn't have been able to hold in my laughter because no, that's, they didn't. That's either. really Don't funny, worry. but well done to the Seymour for picking. I it mean, up. the Seymour—he is a comedy genius at the best of times, and thank you <laughs> to. Hopefully, if you listen, you will remember the story. Oh yeah, get tweeting us if it's you and you're listening. Thank you for being wonderful and just looking at me bizarrely, but going with it. <laughs> There's nothing else you could do at that moment. You there just is have literally to... nothing else you can do in that it's moment. Especially as you're literally repeating what Audrey has said. <laughs> because if he'd suddenly gone like, she purified me. I'm not sure that's what she did, hon. <laughs> it's Noel. <laughs> not in my he, version of the story, a... apparently. <laughs> Every week we finish the show by asking our guests what your audition addition would be. What's the one thing that you would add to the audition process? Could be real, could be something a bit silly to make it go a little bit smoother or just make everyone enjoy it better. We've had making sure after the audition you buy yourself a little treat. We've had a panic button. So if you know it's not going any further, you can both hit it and you both cut your losses and leave panel and auditionee or just getting hammered before you go in as well. What would be Emma Kingston, your audition addition? Maybe like an inhaler. <laughs> just an inhaler. Doesn't matter if you're asthmatic, just everyone an inhaler. Just something to, you know, regulate the breathing so that you don't go in and over vibrato. Ooh, which would yeah. be my thing. Over singing when you're nervous is a is it's hard to get it back after you start. That's a good yeah, point. Or or something that would control like the one random leg that decides to shake. Yeah, maybe you could have a power plate in your shoe and when your leg starts to shake it, it shakes in the opposite frequency. So it just Oh my <laughs> god, that would be excellent. <laughs> it just looks like you're stood there normally, but you can feel it going and then That would be ex I used to have a thing where like I would go shoe shopping, but that turned into a rather expensive hobby. So we don't do that anymore. Yeah. And you're a talented girl, you get lots of auditions. So <laughs> And a lot of no's. <laughs> oh. And that was this week's show with Emma Kingston. An utterly delight of an hour spent with her this week. And I cannot thank her enough for chilling out and having a chat. And oh, my God, the bump. <laughs> if we can put the if we can put the photo on our Twitter and Instagram of the bump, I will, because it's unbelievable. I cannot tell you what that looked like. And the fact that she carried on, let alone went for a date and had a glass of wine is insane. Now, Emma is an incredible actor. Like I said at the start of the show, her career is fantastic. She's been in some of the best musicals around. But like I also said, on Monday, the 22nd of February, for two weeks only, she is part of the cast of the Secret Society of Leading Ladies. Online streaming from the Barn Theatre's production team. It's an incredible choose-your-own-adventure musical theatre concert. You can book a ticket for one of the shows or you can book a pass for a little bit more where you get to go back and choose up to 150 different run-throughs of the show, I suppose is the best way of saying it. It's an incredible cast, which hopefully we're going to get a few more people on in the next couple of weeks from it to talk about the show and talk about their own audition mishaps as well. Please support the guys. It's such a great cast. It's such an amazing group of powerful female performers. Get your tickets if you enjoy any kind of musical theatre concert. I cannot wait. I'm watching it tomorrow. I love it. But our future guest is a very good way to lead you on. If you like your Broadway, if you like your Broadway history, and if you'd like to hear from a producer of a hit Broadway show about how they deal with audition mishaps, then keep your eyes peeled on our Twitter. Next week, we'll have an announcement of a future guest, our first guest in March, and it is an absolute banger. I cannot wait for you to listen. So make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening to this and follow us on Twitter and Instagram for news first. We've got 
musical theater actors, we've got comedians, we've got producers, we've got choreographers, we've got agents coming on. We've got people from all over the performance spectrum coming on to share your audition stories with the thousands of you who listen across the globe. And as I record this, we have hit 10,000 listeners across the globe. And I cannot thank you enough if you are one of them, whether this is your first podcast or your 32nd and you've listened to all of them. If you haven't listened to all of them, get yourself back on board. Binge all of the episodes, including Kaylee McKnight's episode. Kaylee is also a part of the cast of The Secret Society of Leading Ladies. Go and listen to her episode right now. David O'Reilly's last week. Christina Bianco's will be one you love. Ori Style is a fantastic one. Hebrew Sheik. Caroline Kay. It's such an incredible roster of people that we've had on our podcast so far. If you haven't listened to them all, make sure you go back and do so. Also, you can support the show by leaving a review and a five-star review rating on Apple Podcasts or your podcast platform of choice or on Podchaser, which will collate all the reviews. I'll put a link down there to that. It really is a free way that you can help support the show and help us be found by new people. Give us a tweet. Say hello if you're new. Thank you very much for listening. And we will be back next week with another brilliant episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. You can support the show by leaving a review and a rating on your podcast platform of choice or on podchaser.com forward slash don't call us pod. Also, if you'd like to support the show by buying us a coffee, you can visit coffee.com, that's ko-fi.com forward slash don't call us pod, where you can buy us a digital coffee, which will help us make the show even better. Your support is greatly appreciated. See you soon for another episode.